0: Discover the Power Within Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love Be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. And Happy New Year. Yes. It is New Year's Eve. As this is broadcast, as it's recorded for history. And I am so excited for this new year. Well, before I get into it, let us pray. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Let's bless each other and the whole world. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and thankful to join together and recognize our wholeness and our holiness is still intact. We are grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and to recognize the opportunity we have to represent, to re present, to be the living, loving presence of God in our own heart and mind. We are here to be truly helpful. We are grateful and thankful that everything we need is pre-installed within us. We are grateful and thankful that we have a guide that goes with us even if we make our bed in hell. We are grateful and thankful to turn to the light and to allow the light to lead us and guide us. We are choosing to live by divine direction and we are grateful that it is always there for us. We are grateful to say yes to unlimited loving. We are grateful to call forth the healing to restore our mind, our physical body, our emotional body, our life, our relationships. We are grateful to call forth the highest and best for ourselves, for our loved ones, everyone in our community and all beings everywhere. We are grateful for the opportunity that we have to be a loving difference in this world. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 (sighs) Yes. (laughs) So I am so excited for this New Year's. For 10 years, I went on a retreat, silent retreat, with Michael Beckwith and Ricky Byers, and I loved doing that from about 97 to 2007. I went every year, and I loved sitting in the silence for days, and I loved the deep contemplation and doing it at this particular time and I always had tremendous breakthroughs on uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day because I was so intent on it and I also back then in the 90s I made a decision to have a strong intention for each and every year. And so that is something that I saw demonstrate in my life and make a big difference. And I I still do that, and that's one of the components of my year-long masterful living courses. We have these aspirations, intentions, goals that we set. And we make a contract with ourselves, with our higher Holy Spirit self, and those who do that aspect of the work, because everything in Masterful Living is optional, those who do that and set that clear directive for their year, not that you can't change it, because we do, and we have all these components in Masterful Living to support it, so we have guided counseling sessions that I've designed and and all these different components and we have group goal setting sessions just all these different things that we do to really get clear about the kind of year we'd like to have and we move into unlimited thinking aspirational thinking where we're truly receiving divine direction from our own higher Holy Spirit self. So the I am that I am for me is the same I am that I am for you and for everyone else. We we have this guide. This is what Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles. And he says that everything changed for him. Everything shifted for him. When he made that decision to listen to only the one voice. Now, we can all make that decision. You may have, I have. And still, it's a mind training system that's going to get us to the point where that's how we live, listening only to one voice. And what's great about listening to that one voice is that one voice is the voice of everyone and everything. And that voice, that one voice of spirit, is our true voice. So it's not a scary voice. When we're living from our heart, which of course is our goal, when we're living from our heart, listening to that Directive that divine directive is being in tune with our self, our holy self. And it is a peaceful place. It is a harmonious place. And it is the place in which we can live and dwell all of the time. And we don't have to stretch for it and work for it. We can be retrained right so Course of Miracles tells us we've trained ourselves to listen to the ego and I'm going to put something out here I've been uh, contemplating this our spirit's been tickling me with this for the last few days to to say today that and, and you may have heard this before if you've been listening to this, this broadcast for a while. Let us recognize that the ego is not a devil. It's not an entity. It is not a being. It is merely a thought system that we can insert our awareness into. And adapt, and we can contort and conform our precious, powerful awareness to the ego thought system to such a degree that we think A, that we are the ego, and B, We can, at times, being split in our mind and fractured, we can think that the ego is bossing us around, that it has the power, and we are now the weak ones, the insignificant ones, being dragged willy-nilly here and there by the ego. And because of this, now we're in this whirlpool of... Emotion and mental addiction to negative thinking. And so we can feel trapped inside our life, inside our mind, inside our emotions. And in order to get some relief from it, we look for things that will diminish. Our feelings and dull our feelings and dull our thinking with antidepressants and and drugs and alcohol, and even distracting ourselves with being of service and volunteering and taking care of others and being helpful to others to such a point that we're not paying any attention to our spirit self. Everything that we're focused on is external. I mention this because I've done all these things. <laughs> and I definitely felt trapped inside of it. I felt like a prisoner, a complete and total prisoner. I knew there was more. And I yearned for it. I felt desperate. I'd wake up with a feeling of dread and despair, anxiety. Oh, just always feeling not good enough. Something's wrong with me. I'm bad. I'm evil. I'm fundamentally evil. There's no hope for me. The best I can do is try and and put some kind of glaze over my putridness. That was how I felt. And then at other times, I would use that same thought system of the ego to judge everyone around me thinking I'm better than them so I'd be thinking that I'm bad I'm bad I'm really really bad but at least I'm not as bad as these people these people are the worst and then of course that would trigger the unconscious guilt Something's wrong with me. I'm bad because I'm attacking my brothers and sisters. I didn't know that that was what was going on. I didn't know that my projecting my self-attack out onto others was exacerbating the unconscious guilt that made me feel so bad. I was in that whirlpool, just spiraling, 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 stuck, and knowing I was stuck. Knowing that I was trapped, but not having any clue on how to get out of the trap. But instinctively, I was moving towards the light. And I think that's what we have in common, you and I. That we understand that the way we've been living isn't working. We're seeking higher ground. And that can only come through choosing higher ground and divine direction is a means to get there, a way out of the darkness. Remember, of course, the darkness is not real, only the light is real. So the darkness is actually the result of our choosing mentally to cut ourselves off from the light, but we are the light. So that's why this whole experience of darkness can only take place in an illusory world. It's the only way it can take place. So we're in this experience of illusion and delusion in order to better appreciate the light. So the choices that we make in this world are not, Wrong, in a sense they are wrong minded so we can explore wrong mindedness and better appreciate right mindedness we learn through contrast right some people teach their children by telling them everything and some people teach their children by letting them experience things so i can think of a a friend of mine who is teaching the her children by saying oh if you eat to so many of those you will get sick right so don't eat so many of them you can eat you know six of them and eat six of the pickles six of the olives six of the whatever but if you eat so many of them, you will then get sick. Your, your belly won't like it. But if the child eats so many olives or pickles or whatever it is and gets sick, they're going to learn something and they won't be damaged. <laughs> I remember I was at a, a party once with my nephew who was eating um, some kind of candy and I, you know, some gummy bears or some something like that. And he knew better. He knew not to eat too many of them. And I, I said to him, hey, dude, you might want to slow down with those. You know, pace yourself because you're really going at it hard there. Your stomach's not going to like that. And he was like, yeah, no, I, I know. I got this because he was about. Uh, nine years old so he he knew he knew he knew better he knew how to control all that well an hour or two later he was throwing up gummy bears or whatever it was he had eaten so much of and uh no judgment no there's no need to say i told you so it's like yep i get it dude been there done that that's how i knew (laughs) right so we can learn through experience And the contrast of our learning through experience versus direct insight, the mystical learning, knowing. These are the choices that we have. Now, for me, I had some experiences, which I can't even remember what they were. Uh, Well, actually, it's coming into my mind now. I had experiences where I used to be very, very argumentative, very attacking, very judgmental. And I was defending myself all the time because I felt attacked all the time. And so I would get into arguments with my loved ones, with my boyfriend, with my mother, my father, my brother, whomever, and... I would start to feel out of control and I would feel desperate because of how threatened I felt. All my triggers would be going off. Something's wrong with me. I'm bad. I'm not lovable. I can't make this life work. What's wrong with me? All these thoughts during the argument... And I used to have the same arguments all the time with the same people, just like everybody else. And it was completely demoralizing to feel so helpless and so hopeless and to feel like I was constantly repeating the same painful experiences. I couldn't get out of it, like some awful Groundhog Day experience. And inside of all that... Intuition would be saying to me, very much the still small voice saying to me, walk away right now Jennifer, take a time out, don't say that, whatever I was about to to say, that won't go well for you, take a breath. I would be getting these clear messages turn around now leave the room now come back to this later all kinds of still, small voice divine direction offering guidance steadily, clearly I felt it. I heard it. I knew it. And and by the way, it, for me, in those times, it was just these thoughts appearing in my awareness. But I, and I wouldn't have been able to discuss it at the time, but looking back, I can definitely see now that this was the higher Holy Spirit self guiding me, speaking to me, giving me divine direction, it was clear. I've had so many counseling sessions with people over the last couple decades where when I, when they are in regret for the choices they made, the things they said and did that ruined their relationships uh, or just put someone off on them so badly when they look back they can recognize yes there was an inkling of insight there yes there was some intuition there and it was readable in in the field of their awareness and they didn't want to hear it, know it feel it, see it they wanted what they wanted and that was me We're, we're all the same we really are. And, and we're learning through pain when we could learn through joy. So that realization, oh, I can learn through direct awareness, was such a revelation to me. And I made the decision, I'd like to cultivate the ability to follow that voice, those thoughts, that insight, that divine direction. I'd like to cultivate the ability to be guided and led by spirit. I'd like to be able to, when I feel so attached to my judgments, to what I think is right and what I think is wrong, when I feel so attached to it, I'd like to be able to go the other way. I'd like to be able to have the strength of discernment and the strength of mind and the commitment to my loving heart to be able to say, I'm choosing love. I'm choosing the power of love to transcend and to transform and to transmute all this negativity. I'm going to trust spirit. I'm going to trust that voice. So that was the decision I made. A couple years ago, I did three episodes of this podcast on the power of decision teaching in the text of A Course in Miracles. And I encourage you to go back and listen to those. Uh, they're really that that. The whole power of decision in the text is very, very helpful, very powerful teaching. So, for the power of decision, is what we can activate and use. Now, there's a difference between the power of decision that says, Tomorrow I'm going to start that workout program. That's not a decision, that's a hope and intuition. But it could have come with the same words as an actual decision. So in my Masterful Living course, we actively look to harness the power of decision and apply it in our lives. And that's why we do this work at the beginning of the year for the first six weeks or so of Masterful Living each year, we are focused on setting new standards, new habits, new goals, new intentions, new aspirations, and really drilling down into what is the life that we'd like to live? What are the things we'd like to eliminate? And and doing it from uh, this this higher place not from the desperate needy place but from the higher place so we're training ourselves to learn and live from the higher ground above the battlefield of course in miracles would say so we begin day 1 of the new year we begin on january 1st because it's my favorite day <laughs> And I like to dig in and do work that day because I know the power of it. And of course, time and space have no power, but it's making these decisions at the beginning of the year. And we can reboot any day of the year. Believe me, I've done it. I've said, okay, enough. Day one starts today. And it could be July, could be September, could be November. The power of decision is in our mind, in our choosing, and spirit walks with us and talks with us all of the time. It is about trust. Trust is one of the biggest issues for every spiritual student, if not the biggest issue. And so that's why it's part of our curriculum the whole year, because it has to be. It has to be. It's all about learning to trust that divine guidance that's always giving us divine direction oh you know if you're interested in uh, joining us I don't know when you listen to this but New Year's Reboot class we're doing it January 1st it's a a two and a half hour class we're going to do some great work in the class I am really looking forward to it You can come and join us. Of course you can. And it's because it's a bonus class for Masterful Living, but it's open to everyone. And then we're starting my six-day challenge to end self-sabotage on January 2nd. And you can get the replay if you don't join us live. Oh, it's time for the break already. Oh, my Lord. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I will be right back. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Yay! (laughs) I'm grateful. I'm grateful. A course of miracles tells us that we can't ride two horses going in opposite directions. It is impossible to place equal faith in opposite directions. What faith you give to sin, you take away from holiness. And what you offer Holiness has been removed from sin. So, let's see here. I am reading to you from Faith, Belief, and Vision, Section 3, Chapter 21. And Jesus tells us, that was Paragraph 3, Paragraph 4. Faith and belief and vision are the means by which the goal of holiness is reached. Through them... The Holy Spirit leads you to the real world and away from all illusions where your faith was laid. This is His direction, the only one He ever sees. And when you wander, He reminds you there is but one. His faith and His belief and vision are all for you. And when you have accepted them completely instead of yours, you will have need of them no longer. For faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is reached. In heaven they are unknown, yet heaven is reached through them. Faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is reached. In heaven they are unknown, yet heaven is reached through them. Yes, yes, yes. So this is why it requires faith and trust in order to hold that holy vision Now, the great thing is, and this is the clear message of A Course in Miracles, is we don't have to figure out how. Our job is to allow. And that's the thing that so many of us spend a lot of time on years and years and years, decades, trying to get to spirit through the intellect. It's not possible. The ego rules the intellect. So if we're trying to get to this place of awakening through studying, we are making a tactical error. It does not work that way. It's through the active practical application that people have this healing. I I remember this past year, as in every year, but I specifically remember speaking with someone in masterful living and, and we we were doing I do three one-on-ones throughout the year with people in masterful living and it's one of my favorite aspects of the course is to have that one-on-one time with people and of course we're not limited that to that but that's that's the part of the course and they were saying, you know, Jennifer, I was part of this, I am part of this Course of Miracles study group, and I've been a part of it for many years. It's been, you know, wonderful. And we never did this work in my study group. And so I was wondering why am I studying a Course in Miracles, which I know is the truth, which I know will set me free. And I'm studying it year after year. And yeah, I am making some progress, that I can see, but the, the leaps and bounds, the miracles that I feel are available to me are not happening. Why isn't that happening? So she was telling me, I felt this way, and then within a very short time of doing the work in Masterful Living, the practical application, day in and day out, To the best of my ability, even if it was just five minutes a day, has made a huge quantum difference that I can actively see in my relationships. Because for her, that was the main thing. She was really struggling in her relationships, in her relationships with her teenage children, with her spouse, and in the workplace. So this is the thing that is the truth of A Course in Miracles. It's hidden in plain sight. When we do the actual work of living A Course in Miracles, which requires real effort, it's not just reading the lessons. That is nothing. Nothing is accomplished by reading the lessons. The, the most that can happen that through reading the lesson is we would be inspired to live it. And that's a lot, trust me. But if we're not inspired to live it, if we're not really practically applying it, then we are just reading it. And the intellect is leading us, not the divine direction, not the spiritual inspiration and this was the place I lived in for a very long time. I felt exactly like this woman I was talking with earlier this year. And I've talked to so many people who feel the same way. I remember someone um said to me years ago uh in in uh, a class that just 5 minutes a day of the actual practical application really Applying it, especially in the most difficult times. This is what makes the difference. And this is what makes a difference for people who have been depressed for decades, chronically depressed. Uh, and I do see these people heal their emotional body and their mental body through the practical application. And that's what's so exciting to me, that this is available to all of us. Anyone can put their pedal to the metal with the practical application. But the trust and faith to do so, that is what is required. It really is. moving our Because fu- we're always placing our trust in something. Always, always, in every moment, it's either ego or spirit, separation or unity, lack, attack, and limitation, or infinite, unlimited love. There's only these two choices in every moment of where we're going to place our trust and faith. This is the truth of it. It's not more complicated than that. So, having talked with thousands of people over the years, I've realized how much alike we all are. And I had some major ah ahas this year. And one of them was that this core issue of unconscious guilt that A Course in Miracles talks about, that it is expressed through this belief in unworthiness, that we are not worthy. Because we feel guilty, we believe we're unworthy. And one of the ways that it shows up most painfully in our life is the belief in punishment thinking that others should be punished for their sins like for instance we don't like some politician or some corporate leader or some person in our neighborhood in our community, in our workplace there's somebody in our life somebody in our family that we think is bad and wrong for what they've done could be anything could be cheating on their spouse it could be that their dog poops on their yard it could be anything it could be anything it could be that they don't have they they believe in in violence as a means to an end you know it could be that they are um someone who's done hate crimes it could be anything anything Anywhere, It could be that they took the last thing at the grocery store and we think that they should somehow be punished because they didn't want to share, because they didn't want to think about anybody but themselves. And now we believe that they should be punished, that they should get their comeuppance, that they should be shamed, that they should be publicly um, shamed or humiliated or, or brought to some kind of punishment. Any belief like that, it means that we also believe 100% that we are being punished. We are being punished for our sins. That belief always comes with this um, unconscious guilt. And we can recognize that we believe we should be punished whenever we think someone else should be punished. And this really came to my attention this year. And recognizing that I would like to eliminate this from my thinking and realize for real that this world is an illusion and no one needs to be punished. That people don't learn through punishment, not, not in a healthy, prospering way. That we learn through love and compassion. That's the healthy, prospering way to really love and appreciate people. And, and to forgive right so what does forgive mean it means releasing our judgments the meaning we made of it the interpretation this year in masterful living we put more attention than ever on forgiveness and people are having just tremendous breakthroughs as a result of it huge healing forgiveness is the way to healing this year we started to do we do th- It's all optional in Masterful Living. Everything is optional, so you can fit it into your schedule. You can do as much as little as you like. And uh, we do these uh, forgiveness exercises and classes, and we really, really focus on the practical application of forgiveness because it's the number one thing that, of course, Miracles tells us, and we're about really living it. And it's challenging, to do this, so we do it together, we do it in groups, we do it in prayer partnerships and small groups. And people get ignited and they say, I'm going to do 40 days of forgiveness. And uh, then they say, Oh, that was so amazing. I'm going to do 90 days, I'm going to do 100 days. And it's profound how they shift. Their physical body, their emotional body, their mental body, their financial body, how people go from feeling um, really bad about themselves to tripling their income, to um, healing their chronic depression. These are real people experiencing real miracles through the practical application of these. And the foundation of all of it is trust and Eliminating this idea that they should be punished and others should be punished. It's a twofer. When we eliminate the idea that somebody else should be punished, we are also relieving ourselves of this idea that we should be punished. You know, I'm going to share with you, I just thought of this, this testimonial that I got on Christmas Eve from uh, Marion Dover who said I could share this. We had a conversation, um, I think it was a few days before Christmas, and um, we were just talking about the results of the year because we had a number of conversations throughout the year, one-on-one, where she was really uh, so deeply, beautifully, profoundly committed to using spiritual practice to transform the things that were just really tearing her apart. So, I'm going to read you her words, but I just want to tell you this, um, because she gave me permission to talk about it. I would never betray somebody's confidence. Um, But she came to me uh, at the beginning of the year, and she said um i'm just i'm really struggling in my marriage i feel like we're headed for divorce and uh i i i don't want that and i i don't know how to to hold my marriage together my family together and um because they have a daughter and she's a longtime spiritual student very dedicated but she wasn't finding the spiritual tools and methods. Of course, a miracle student, too, uh, uh, to that were really working for her. And she was uh, feeling like she was adrift on the ocean, kind of drowning in, in not having the clarity. So we committed to work together, and she was in masterful living. And so she was getting the practices, and she was applying them. And... Um, At at one point, she and her husband did separate, and it looked like they were definitely going to get a divorce. Well, everything turned around, but it took a while. It is often in September, in October, even in November, that people, all of a sudden, it clicks in for them. And they, you know, some people drop out in the summer because they're like, "Nah, this isn't working for me. But people who don't give up, who hold on and really deepen their commitment, they have miraculous results like Marion did. And, And her words are beautiful here. I'd like to share with you what she actually sent to me. I don't usually do this, but it just happened the other day that she sent this to me on Christmas Eve. She says, and I don't know how to pronounce this properly. She says, traditional kintsugi or kintsukorai is described as the Japanese art of binding broken ceramics with resin made of gold, silver, or platinum. The overall beauty and ultimately the value of the once defunct object is remarkably enhanced, creating a -a one-of-a-kind invaluable, exquisite masterpiece to be treasured for a lifetime. Through masterful living, I was able to develop and strengthen my willingness to allow my life to be handcrafted by the master craftsman, the greatest artist of all, my higher Holy Spirit self. Such a beautiful image, right? Because we feel that way sometimes, that we're a broken vessel, For God's love. And it's we're just, we're wrecked. So she's talking about this beautiful Japanese art, taking these broken pieces and mending them with the gold, silver, or platinum. So she goes on to say, Toward the end of this year, long course... Masterful Living, miracles became the norm for me. The most transformative events were experienced in all my relationships, especially the relationship with my spouse. Less than a month into my participation in Masterful Living, my marriage, already hanging on by a single thread, had ultimately broken and divorce was imminent. Through my studies, I quickly noticed how my perpetual judgments Grievances, fear, attachments to outcomes, and fruitless attempts to manipulate my external environment were the viral perpetrator of the utter hell that I'd experienced and largely blamed him for. With a fierce determination and willingness to surrender judgment and to allow myself to be divinely guided by spirit, I've richly experienced this precious truth, which is... Love is the only healer. Through masterful living, a consistent spiritual practice, and through living a course in miracles, I've learned to exchange my grievances for gratitude, my judgment for joy, my fear for faith, and forgiveness, and my pain for promise and prosperity. As a result of this quantum shift in my perception, my marriage and family have been restored. And I'm experiencing what feels like a brand new, holy relationship with the man that I call husband. I'm embarking on new discoveries of my buried treasures daily, and I'm inspired to encourage others to do the same. Merry Christmas, Jennifer. Warm regards, Marion Dover. So, so beautiful. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. (laughs) This is what A Course in Miracles is telling us is possible for each and every one of us. And that all that's required for vision, for sight, for healing of the body and the emotions and our finances and all the aspects of our life that we don't like is the willingness to take responsibility. Until we're willing to take responsibility and until we're willing to actively forgive ourselves, all of our debts and trespasses, we can't forgive everybody else. Because in truth, there is no one else to forgive because there is no one else. There is just this one. And so this work is intensely challenging, right? Right. It is for each and every one of us. I do not know anyone who embarks on this path that does not get their ass kicked hard, unbearably hard sometimes. And yet, if we're willing to tune into divine guidance, if we're willing to train ourselves to hear that guidance, to live that guidance, to recognize that guidance, to value that guidance we will navigate and get through the darkest of times the darkest of times the, the death of a child the death of a spouse the the decimation of your home the um the loss of a job and a career i, I it, these, these things happen to people all the time and we have a, every kind of person in masterful living in all kinds of countries around the world, from you know Hong Kong to Melbourne to London to New York to Hawaii to uh we've got people in all across Europe in Africa, all different kinds of places around the world. People are all experiencing their ass being kicked and we're all also wishing and desiring and intending to hear only the one voice from now on and to stop being derailed by thinking that ego is a being, that it's real, that it has power... We're taking back our power and we are undoing this belief in unworthiness. That's something we're really going to focus on this year. We did last year and we're going to even do more this year because this is powerful transformation. This is core transformation. And what I've learned through, this will be my 12th year of Masterful Living, what I've learned is that the people who are doing this work in this community, they're transforming much faster than I did, or that I am. They, they really are. Why? Because we have this group energy, and there's a synergy that's happening that's not like anything else I've ever experienced, truthfully. I've been in spiritual community since 19. 19- 86. And it, it wasn't until Masterful Living that I saw this kind of quantum leaping healing that Marion's talking about. Now, does everybody have this experience? No, because not everybody is like Marion. Marion was she was like, "I am doing this." I am taking total responsibility. I am focusing on forgiving myself. She was willing to realize, like she told us in this. These words she wrote to me on Christmas Eve, she was willing to take real responsibility and say, I have pushed my husband away. Uh, you know, and this is what people do. They they push their husband, their children away, their wife away. They, they alienate people at work and they alienate their parents because they're not listening to that higher voice. They are entrenched in the ego thought system. I've done it. Maybe you've done it. Probably you have. We've all done it. Nobody is any worse than anybody else. And we can all come back from it. This is what trust and faith is all about. Putting our trust in that guidance. Oh my gosh, I am out of time here. Ah, So more to come. This is going to be the best year of our lives. And thank you for doing it with me. I love you. I appreciate you. Let's speak this word of prayer. So grateful and thankful to join together in the love and with the higher Holy Spirit self, we declare now is the time of our healing. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a beautiful rest of your week.